0: you're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast, the series that helps to make motherhood easier one podcast at a time. I'm your host, Natasha Suttle, mum of four, midwife, educator, terrible housewife, and huge advocate for ditching the mum guilt. Find advice for all your motherhood questions from birth onwards. So here we go, let's get into it. Okay, so today I am on here doing an episode that actually wasn't in the plan to do at the moment, but I have thrown it in there as I've had a lot of questions coming through to me, a lot of private messages, and a lot of feedback with regards to issues that mums are having when they have chosen either not to breastfeed or they can't breastfeed, or they have issues breastfeeding and then they stop. So this episode, I'm going to go into a few bits and pieces with regards to basically when you're not breastfeeding. I have had four kids and as you know from previous episodes, I would have told you that. I would say that I have not been successful in breastfeeding and I'm going to put my hand up and say that. And I have had two children before I was a midwife and two children since I was a midwife. I know in the world out there today, there is a huge amount of pressure on new mums, on themselves. Mums put pressure on themselves from everything from Having the birth that they want to, you know, having their baby in a routine that they want, or having the right car seats and prams. And there's a whole lot of pressure that goes into becoming a new mum or a young mum or a first time mum, or even, you know, subsequent children. And a lot of that pressure comes from ourselves, but also a lot of it comes from people's opinions around us and the image that others have created and we have created or our partners have created as to how we should parent and how we should be with our babies. When it comes to breastfeeding, there are loads of reasons why sometimes it doesn't work out, and I'm going to be honest. I see it in my workplace, and I know a lot of women feel absolutely terrible when it isn't working for them. There's a lot of thing times that you actually can fix it, and you can work on your breastfeeding journey, whether it's with your midwife or your lactation consultant, or with you know a trusted family or friend, a family member or friend. And a lot of times, breastfeeding, teething issues, which are totally normal. I talked about them in my um, first 48 hours episode and with my interview with them, an amazing lactation consultant. There are times where breastfeeding is hard. It's all, Well, it's majority of the time it's hard to start with and you can build on that journey and you can keep going and you can get it right and you can go on to breastfeed for years happily with no concerns once you get over these initial hurdles. But what this episode is about is this episode is about the times when you've chosen not to breastfeed or you've had issues early on and you've then decided to stop breastfeeding or, you know, or potentially you could have adopted a baby or, you know, you're not able to breastfeed for health reasons or anything like that. So this is about when you're not breastfeeding. The judgment from others can be really upsetting for mums. Judgment and questions, why aren't you breastfeeding? Did you try it? You know, did you try medication? Did you try a lactation consultant? A lot of people often feel it's almost their right to question you. If you're not breastfeeding, them to ask you why, them to suggest all the things you should have tried. There's a lot of advice you're going to get. I'm smoking here because I have heard it all. Um, A lot of times that this is not helpful for you. If the decision's been made and it is what it is, there's a reason for it. It's your decision. It's your baby. They're your breasts and it's your journey. Smile and nod. Tell people, no, I'm quite comfortable with my journey. Thanks and move on. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't let it get in. Don't let it affect you. You have made the decision and that is what you're going to stick with and let's roll with it. The main things to really look at when you're looking at um, formula feeding. Formula feeding, I mean, formulas are generally, I say generally, created pretty equally. You're going to be overwhelmed. There'll be some of you out here that are just about, just turning to formula feeding, whether it's, you know, the first baby, second baby and so forth. And you're going to go to the supermarket and look at the shelves and you are going to see an array of um, different types of formulas and you are going to be overwhelmed. You are going to probably look at, sometimes people look at the price range and will get the most expensive one. Um, Sometimes people will look at where it's made. They will purchase ones that they know they're going to be able to get from their local store regularly. Do a little bit of research. Choose one. You're going to try one for your baby. Sometimes your baby's tummy might not agree with it. Some of the ones that have, uh, they say they're gold formulas, will have added iron often into them. And sometimes they can make babies a little bit constipated. So you may find it's a bit of trial and error to see which one works for your baby best. But all the formulas on our shelves have gone through the standards that they need to meet um, to meet this, uh, our country. I mean, talking about Australia here, but they have gone through the standards to meet. So make sure it's one you can afford and one you can access easily and then go from there and see what works best for your baby. Then you're going to see formulas targeted for newborn age. You're going to see formulas targeted for the um, for six month plus age and you're going to see formulas for toddlers. Basically, the newborn one is a newborn or a young baby. You definitely, definitely need to go for the youngest age, the newborn age. The reason, and I can only talk about um, countries that I've worked in and had experience with, the reason there is the age brackets is actually it isn't, it's against the law uh, here where I am to actually advertise and market and promote infant formula under the age of six months. So they then create a six-month formula or a toddler formula as something they can then promote and market. There are slight differences between the newborn formulas and the older age group formulas when I'm talking about six month or nine month and so forth. But generally, if you've still, you've still got no, newborn formula left and your baby gets to an age and you think, oh, they've passed six months now, you can carry on with the formula that you've already got. You don't need to then quickly throw that whole tin away and buy the six-month formula, for example. You can carry on with it and then update later. Toddler formulas, going to go out of the limb here. They're pretty redundant. If your child is eating a normal, healthy, balanced diet, drinking water, having a glass of milk, so forth, your baby doesn't really need a toddler formula. It's going to cost you a lot of money. It's more beneficial for you to put that money into buying healthy fruit and veggies and healthy snacks and things like that. So, I'm not a huge fan of toddler formulas, but I will. Um, I won't go into that because I'll be here forever. So, just don't be overwhelmed with your choice of formulas. Ask ask a, a child health nurse or your maternal health nurse, or if you still you know have a midwife, ask your midwife, get advice it, we're closed around you. What is going to be a good option? Sterilizing is going to be the biggest pain in your bum <laughs> when you're bottle feeding. Um, people often think that bottle feeding is going to be easier. Uh, I would totally say it's much, much harder because you have to have sterilized bottles, you have to carry the formula around with you, you have to have a bottle with you, you then have to be able to get you know good water or boiled water and things like that when your baby's young. So it does definitely require a lot of thought and preparation versus Having breasts and feeding your baby. My concern was always if I broke down on the motorway or in peak hour traffic, or there was a car accident, and my baby got hungry, I always needed to know I had at least two or three feeds worth of formula on me at all times. I used to have a formula container in my handbag with different formula with a formula powder in there in different compartments, and always needing to know that I always had that panic that if I forgot it and my baby needed it, I couldn't do anything. So it definitely requires a bit of forethought sterilizing is really important you will need to make sure you do it do that and there's different ways of doing it whether it's boiling bottles or microwave sterilizers or tablets there's a raft of information with regards to that so just do a bit of research this is something that yeah it's pretty safe to google I'm um, often they um, tell you not to google things because it'll give you the worst case possible scenario But when it comes to things about how to sterilize babies' bottles and what age groups babies should have, you know, cooled, boiled water and when they can go on to having normal water and things like that, those are pretty safe subjects that I don't mind if you Google. So that's something to keep in mind. You do need to be really prepared and you need to always make sure you're sterilizing your bottles. I totally recommend having at least half a dozen bottles, if not more. I think I normally roll with about 10 to 12 bottles when my children are young. By the time they get to about one, that's normally, well, most of them are normally lost. I normally have about four or five, but I definitely re- recommend the more the better in those early days because if you're starting formula feeding from a young age, you're going to be sleep deprived. You're going to be tired. Your house is probably going to be a little bit chaotic, which is normal. Probably not going to be the cleanest your house has ever been either. Again, Very normal you don't want to be panicking about sterilizing only having three bottles and having to roll through the sterilizing every few hours. So definitely it's better to have a bigger stock of bottles. Um, when I say that, I would recommend having the same bottles so the teats are the same just because getting your baby tissue when they are younger, getting them used to a teat and things like that sometimes can take a little bit of trial and error. I mean, hey, it is always babies that literally see bottle drink, you know, no problem. Any tea, you know, anything like that but other babies don't so sometimes baby it's good to stick with the similar ones talking about having multiple bottles one thing to keep in mind is um, and I know I've had a lot of first-time mums really concerned and confused about this when I've looked after them is that there are different teats for different ages um, and different flows and things like that so just be really mindful like someone might buy you a pack of bottles or you know give you bottles or anything like that just be mindful that the teats are the appropriate ones for your baby's age group Because it does differ and the flow of the milk is different based on the teat. so That is something to be mindful of. It often gets forgotten and women say, oh, my baby's just spilling it up or spewing it up or all the opposite. You know, my baby's like sucking crazily and isn't getting anything. It can generally be the teat potentially is wrong. Another thing to be mindful of is if your baby does have any kind of medical condition like reflux where you're having a thickened formula, You need to be mindful about having a little bit of a bigger teat because, as you can imagine, milk will flow through a small teat easily. As soon as you thicken it, it's probably more custard than milk, so it definitely does take a lot more to get through. So that's a little bit off topic, but it is something to be mindful of, as I know that also catches people out when they're not aware. So, lots of bottles. That's probably my biggest tip that you can take from today: is lots of bottles. Please, it makes life a lot easier. Now, I'm going to get back to how potentially you feel about your decision. I'm gonna be talking out there to there'll be mums out here listening to this that will be really comfortable with their decision. I know with my first baby I had problems feeding, I tried and she was starving and she started losing weight. I was doing all the things I you know as a new young mum I was trying to do all the things to make it work, trying to persevere. And when she got to about three or four weeks old she wouldn't settle, she wouldn't sleep, she was losing weight, she was hungry. My midwife midwife at the time actually said, here, here's some formula. Probably not what the midwife should have done is to a fix to try and help me instead of probably offered a lactation consultant or something, but that's a whole other chapter. She said, here's a sachet of formula, see if she likes this. I put it in a bottle. I gave it to her. She slept for hours. She was content, and I was too young, too tired, too stressed, too hormonal to actually continue to persevere. So I stopped that day. I didn't keep going. I needed to do what she needed to do. There was obviously something going on with supply and I never, my breasts never got full. They never leaked. So there was something going on there. But instead of persevering, I jumped ship as such. And she ended up having projectile reflux that was easily managed with the thickened formula. So that also helped too. So for me, at the time, I was comfortable with my decision because it made her more comfortable and my life a bit easier. Later on, though, I did have a bit of guilt about. Did I not persevere enough? You know, it was three or four weeks of this crying, skinny, unsettled baby, not enough, and all that kind of stuff going around my head. And I know there'll be other people exactly the same, that someone might have pointed you in the direction of formula, you stopped breastfeeding, and you may feel a bit guilty about that now. So you made your decision based on how you felt at the time, the information you had at the time, and what was going on for you and your baby at the time. So you've gone with it, you roll with it, and you need to move on and not beat yourself up about how you feel about that. I had another baby only a couple of years later, and I still was very hormonal, very young, very, you know, backwards and forwards. Um, my partner was overseas working at the time. So it was, again, stressful time, very hectic. I chose to formula feed from the start with her. I didn't even attempt to breastfeed. I just thought it didn't work last time. I couldn't get it right. Oh, my breasts don't work. I can't do this. So I formula fed, and people judge People judged I was going to say, silently some judged openly and suggested all these things i should be doing but generally they i think it was more the looks or oh she's on a bottle already but i felt quite comfortable with that decision to be honest even if i might i possibly could have tried i possibly could have fed her and it could have been successful but i felt comfortable with that decision for me at the time seven year gap between two and three so fast forward seven years baby number three um Tried to feed her, tried supplements to increase milk supply, pumped every two or three hours, never could get more than a few mils. She was unsettled. She was also over nine pounds, so <laughs> she was very hungry. So I mixed fed for a few weeks and that went on. I probably did both for about two months or so, two, three months. And then I stopped breastfeeding. It was very small, then what I was getting was very minimal. But again, happy with I was comfortable with my decision because I felt like I gave it a red hot cracking go. Again, baby four. I probably did more this time. I tried more supplements. I tried medication and I just didn't get going, put it that way. So there's obviously something going on there with me and supply and all that kind of stuff. But I look back now and I don't beat myself up about my decisions. Um, I probably could have, with baby one, I could have persevered longer and tried more tactics. With baby two, I could have tried to start with. But you know what? All my children have turned out pretty healthy. Um, And I, I know that, I mean, Breastfeeding and breast milk is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I rave about the benefits all the time. And I'm probably preaching to the converted, because you guys would have heard how amazing breast milk is. Amazing it is for your baby and also the health benefits for mum. But I'm talking here about when it doesn't work or when it's been a choice not to breastfeed. I really, really need you guys to know that you need to be empowered that you've made a decision for yourself, for your family, and for your baby. And a lot of people feel judged and I am getting a lot of feedback about feeling judged in the hospital, feeling judged in public, feeling judged by partners, family, all of that stuff. And it is what it is. People are going to give you their judgment and give you their opinion because that's what people do. We live in the society of people saying what they think, whether it's on Facebook or social media, a different social media ways or in person or the old lady at the checkout you know, in the supermarket. People are going to give you their feedback. But I need you to know that breastfeeding isn't bottle feeding bottle feeding it is feeding your baby feed is best is a big campaign that has been promoted for a while now you'll see a lot of stuff on social media about feed is best you know feed is best feed is best and at the end of the day you as mum make that decision for you and your baby it's your decision and you make it and you stick with it and you own it don't let people get into your head don't feel judged just know that your baby It's going to do well because you love your baby, because you're feeding your baby. You're investing time in doing, making the right decisions for your baby. So, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I don't think breastfeeding is amazing and don't wish that it could have been easier for me. I wish, absolutely, I wish that it was, I could persevere. After a few weeks, it was hard, it got better, supply wasn't an issue, and my babies, you know, were fed and totally okay with that. But that wasn't my story. And I'm happy to support people who, it's not their story either. Because I feel like they need more people out there to say, Cool, you've made your decision. That's that's great. Your baby's happy, you're happy. That's it. That's all the conversation that needs to be had. So I do need you to know that I will support you. I am, you know, happy if people have questions, they want a message, they want to, you know, have any more discussion about it. That's fine. My doors open because I know that when it comes to the postnatal field, a lot of times people feel really judged for their decisions. And that's not what we're about here. Mums need to support mums. We all need to support that everyone's making the best decision for their baby. And everyone loves their babies. So they're doing what they think is right for them. And that's all that matters. So feel free to comment on my Instagram or Facebook or message me on any of those avenues and start the conversation. Hopefully this has made any of you out there feeding your baby with a bottle right now as you listen to me know that there are people that will absolutely support you and if there are people judging you or commenting and making you feel any less of a mum for making that decision you don't need that ignore it move forward and know that you've got a whole bunch of us cheering you on thanks for tuning in to this episode of the welcome to motherhood podcast be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.